One of my favorite sayings of all time has been, a picture is worth a thousand words. And when it comes to images in marketing or in branding that image, it needs to connect and create a reaction so impactful that makes you want to stop, you want to see more, and buy it. So get ready because I'm giving you 10 tips on why your images need to be worth more than a thousand words. And I'm even giving you a freebie with this episode. So don't wait any longer and pop up that volume and listen now. Hey, I'm Veronica DiPolo. If you're an ambitious entrepreneur who wants to work smarter and not worry about steady income or better yet, make money every month, I feel you. A few years ago, I went from overworked corporate girl organizing events to building an online business from home. I am an ex-flamenco dancer, red wine lover, branding consultant, and marketing strategies. After many failed attempts and many lessons learned, I've created the Branding Momentum Podcast to give you actionable step-by-step strategies to help you build your brand. I'll show you how to create a community, give your clients what they want, promote your business, and use your know-how effectively. If you want to achieve the freedom of having your own successful business, then this is the podcast for you. Let's get started. So when I was preparing for this episode, I bumped into a research for a blog that is called socialmediatoday.com, which then you know how it is that it takes you to the real research made by a company called Vengage or Vengage. I don't know how to pronounce that. Sorry. So I don't want to bore you with the statistics, but it was, I found it really interesting because they surveyed 200 marketeers to understand how they were using images. And it turns out that they were asking them like what type of visuals they, they use the most and frequently. And like 40% of the marketers said stock images when they were asked and like which type of content performed best for you and your marketing goals. And like 40% of them said that infographics and illustrations. So when they were asked again, what were the biggest struggles when it comes to producing, engaging uh, visuals, 43% claim that it was producing that content consistently. So, and another question that they were asking was, which platforms do you create visual content for primarily? And 62% of them mentioned using visuals as part of a blog content or for a landing page or on a website. So why do I tell you all this is statistics? Because your images show what your business is all about. Your images show your clients your progress. Your images show what you think, your branding, how you feel and you inspire to be. I'm not here to tell you that you have to become a designer or learn a new online tool to design unless you're very curious and you think that could help you. But we as entrepreneurs need to understand most of the elements in our business, right? So maybe you have people helping you and that is wonderful. But if you want them to do their job well, you need to know the basics to lead what works and what doesn't when it comes to your business and your brand, right? And this also applies if you don't have a team of people helping you. I always say you need to understand 
every aspect of the business, especially those things you don't control like marketing or design, you know, like you, you should know at least the basics. So when it comes to images, the trick is to train your eye, know what works for your brand and then apply it into your design. I've always been um, very visual and I extremely hands-on with my visuals because it's very interesting to me. And for years, I wanted to be able to design whatever was in my mind and whatever I was imagining. But the tools are there were so complicated and not friendly that it frustrated me because I really wanted to do it differently from maybe a designer that was, you know, giving me something that I was asking them. And I must confess, I can spend hours in front of the computer creating PowerPoints, uh, post designing PDFs because it calms me down. I don't know. And I've even said a couple of times that if Canva, the online tool to create, you know, the images was a man, I would probably marry it. So, so when it comes to promotional images or images that you, that you represent what your brand is and your business, I want you to consider these things. Okay. So number one, focus on your audience, meaning your clients or your future clients. Try to find out if they like your images because some visual styles will appeal more to certain people while some images will have the opposite effect. So if you can't decide what's the correct or the appropriate kind of style, then consider keeping your imagery as simple as possible, meaning less is more. The image should speak for itself and not your audience trying to understand or figure out what you were saying with your message. So, okay, that is really important. Number two, make sure your visuals complement your content. Let's say you're putting a product image next to a product description, right? It can either be very vanilla and boring and you're saying, okay, so where is the confetti? Or can I make it, you know, pop and, and be more impactful? I would suggest you try to put your, your product in a more engaging way. Maybe you have a person in that image with an action and think of it like Nike, you know, Nike wearing those shoes and in that movement kind of way. And it's also showing the product right there. This is far more powerful. And it also helps you give life to your content and your description. Even if you are, for example, if you're a restaurant, don't put all the time the food. Um, yes, of course, you are a restaurant, but you should be putting the action of eating, the action of people being in your restaurant, you know? If it's, you're only posting images about the food, you're not creating the atmosphere that is to go and eat at your restaurant. So make sure that you combine that, okay? Number three is simplify your message. Another way that you can approach your images is to create infographics or illustrations to show a step-by-step -step process or your branding process or your history and you or you have the way that you deliver your services or a roadmap to success. If your images manage to teach or explain something that it takes time to explain in a paragraph, then simplify that process with an image and connect that image into your content, okay? Number four, 
make sure your images stand out. When you share content on social media, like on Pinterest, which is actually an amazing image research engine for ideas, I love it because I can go there and I get inspiration for even the my covers and everything because everybody's doing them and everybody's posting them, right? So what is great about Pinterest is that it also shows you the image that is pulling from an article or from a blog post. Even the images or articles you have or you share on IG stories or LinkedIn or Facebook can be from Pinterest, meaning that is the first thing people see and it gives them like a little snapshot into what users can find when they click through that image. So I want you to think what those images are telling people about your content. Make sure you're making those images more memorable and more creative so they are as equal and as powerful as your content, okay? Number five, Less is more images. I know I mentioned it before, but this is something a little bit different. Sometimes we want to put as many things on a simple image or a post and you get an overcrowded image, okay, that you can barely read the colors that don't complement each other. So let me give you a few design tips here. Give your images room to breathe. Failing to leave enough white space between your visuals can make a page or that canvas seem cluttered and hard to follow, making your content to become more of a distraction than an attraction for your audience. And another is declutter your image design, removing icons, words that don't add to the visual and expand space between unrelated elements to clarify your page structure. And I want to give you a pro tip here. Count the items on your image design, meaning, okay, one, you have a logo, two, you have text, three, you have an image, four, you have your website, your link to your website, and then five, you have like design elements like stripes and squares or circles. Try to not overcrowd your post or your images. So limit your number to only five things and not make it more overcrowded. Okay, number six, be consistent with your branding colors. Branding colors should be divided into primary, meaning those are your main colors, and secondary colors. These are the complementary colors that can be added with the primary colors, okay? So if you have a logo that has, for example, black, white, and gold, then those three colors represent your branding colors, your primary branding colors. And then your secondary colors should be a maximum of two colors. Always make sure that they complement and go well with all those three colors. That is really important. And sometimes I know that we don't know and we say, well, I don't know anything about that. But yes, you do. You'll immediately know if you like them. If you feel like you love it, keep it. If you don't love it, don't do it. If you're not sure, don't put them up. <laughs> okay. Now, when, you're, when, you, when you have images and a logo, make sure to create at least different versions of your logo. So when you're putting an image behind, you don't lose that logo. The same goes 
for your name if you're a personal brand. So a great tool that I love, which I mentioned before, is Canva because it allows you to remove the background of your logo or even modify your pictures with special effects. So my pro tip here is to make sure you double check what you see on your computer and what you see on your mobile phone because sometimes colors and images can look very differently when you are combining them together, okay? Number seven, mix and match stock photos. Okay, maybe today more than ever, people want to connect with images and buying stock photos is a great alternative when you're starting out. But the best images will always be original branded imagery, okay? You have an advantage today because you have your phone, which is a great asset if you don't have a camera. You can also mix stock image with an original image that you've taken, okay? So for example, you can have a texture background mixed with your brand, or you can have a stock photo or a view and add yourself or your client into the image. Just make sure that you're not overcrowding the image. You know, we're always trying to keep those images as simple and as pretty as we can. Another alternative that you can have is to hire a photographer to create those, you know, more natural and moving images. I actually love this idea because I feel that in the end, you end up owning those images and you you know you're not getting into like the royalty free kind of world and you have to find them and and make sure that they're good i'm like even even those images that are free you can still add things about your company and your brand and you know and mix and match those number eight that is typography is key meaning your fonts, okay? So most images need some help when you're trying to promote or sell something, especially on social media, right? So when choosing the right typography for your business, it's extremely important that you at least choose two fonts. One should be like that impactful kind of for titles. And the other one should be for your content on that image. So I want to give you a few tips here. So if you have a dark background, you need to have brighter font. Your letters should be brighter so they can be read both on your computer and on your mobile phone. So if you also have muted backgrounds, you need to have vibrant and more bold kind of colors that contrast so you can read it. So don't be afraid to mix and match those colors, but always double check if you can read them, okay? That is really the key. If you can read them and you don't feel that, that the image and the brightness of that font is bugging your eye, you're seeing it and you're just like, oh, but I really have to squint to see it, then it's not the right match. Okay. The idea is to not to be boring with your fonts. That is the whole point. They need to blend well with your images. Okay. So number nine, test your images. So testing what your clients like beforehand, it's always a wonderful way to know what type of images you should be putting out most of the time. 
doing, you know, maybe on Facebook uh, polls or LinkedIn, on Instagram. Actually, they can really help you narrow down what your customers really want from you. And in marketing, we call this A-B testing, meaning that you will have two different images. So image number A and image number B. So maybe you have image A where you have somebody within the image and um, and maybe number B, nobody's in the image. You know, there, there's a different kind of, but the content, it could be different or they could have similar content, but you're only testing images right now, right? And this is also great if you would like to do like um, Facebook ads. And this is the sort of things that you test. You're double checking how people are reacting to those images because that's the way we do everything right now, right? Uh, when you're trying to promote and sell a, a product or a service, right? So, for example, with Facebook ads, and I'm not going to get into that, but actually with Facebook ads, what you do is that you, you put two images and you see which one performs the best. And the one that performs the best, you run with that promotion, okay? Still, you can do that same example with, like I said, on polls, on social media, with your clients, you can ask them and they can give you feedback. And the way this works is that you have to test, ask, test, and ask. And that goes actually for any kind of business that you are listening and that you have, okay? And last but not least, number 10, the element of surprise. Right now, we've gotten used to skimming instead of reading and glancing instead of watching. So it's so important that your visuals and your content offer something that is completely unexpected. I really feel that from time to time, you need to break the rules. You need to push your images a little bit further and surprise your audience. So there is a term that is called pattern interruption method that uses the element of surprise to add visual interest like an animation or an aesthetic web page or an abrupt color change on a video. This helps your customer to keep their eye on your content rather than, you know, losing interest and clicking away. And that's what we always want. We always want to, you know, grab them so they follow through and they continue to read what you're, what you're putting out into the world. So don't be afraid to disrupt your images from time to time. Okay. So make sure that you grab your freebie. Okay. The top 10 image strategies. It's going to be in the description below on this episode and you can download that. It's totally free just for you. And I'm even putting the images because I know this is not so easy to understand when you're listening, but it's much better to understand it if you see the images in front of you. So the tip is going to be there. That's going to be like the checklist sort of kind of thing that you should do. And it should be very easy. Okay. Okay, guys, I hope to see you very soon. I'll see you here same time next week. Bye-bye.